Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, Ambassador of 805 Connect and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. And thanks to our podcasting partner, Pull String Press, for this great studio. And Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hi, good morning, Mark. Patrick, we've got a great guest. We've got Bart from Blue Microphones, who hooked us up, what, is a couple of months ago This now. feels meta that we're talking to the guy who brought us these microphones. That feels <laughs> <strange>. <laughs> hey, Bart, how are you? Great, Mark. How are you doing? Thanks Patrick, for, thanks for making the drive up. You're, you're located in the southern part of the 805. Exactly. Westlake uh, area. Yeah, so it's beautiful down there. Marks. Yeah, it's, it's just so beautiful. And uh, again, thank you. When it was, I was looking, I'm not even sure. Oh, I know how you came on our radar. It was uh, through California Lutheran. That's correct. Professor right. Gerhardt. Now, are you on their advisory board? I am. I, uh, I sit on their advisory board, and uh, it's been a great uh, a great uh, experience uh, to be able to speak into the school and, right. and be able to bring both the kind of the academic and the business together uh, and you know, for, for, for this 805 area. He has been spectacularly successful at attracting amazing talent. Mm-hmm. I would love to say... All, I, I'm not going to ask him because he will invite me to be on the board of advisors. <laughs> exactly. uh, I don't need another thing to go do. <laughs> Gerhardt, you just heard it here. I know you listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, that that <coughs> those meetings must be fantastic. The 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 diversity of people. Yeah, and it's 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 great because uh, when Gerhardt leads those meetings, he really is looking for input. He's looking for what's relevant uh, in the business community because ultimately if it's not relevant then it's if these kids are coming out and graduating they're not going to have the right uh, skill set or the right, right focus right um, and we're going to miss uh, some great opportunities out here and as I've talked to Gerhardt I'd love to be able to keep the smart kids here in 805 right mm-hmm. let's get them let's engage them early let's talk to them let's mentor them and then let's let's find them jobs here and let's grow our businesses here in 805. Amen. Uh, that's uh, uh, hopefully one of the outcomes of, of the show is people are inspired to do that. Uh, we've had conversations about mentoring and how people can give them various ideas on how to give back. This clearly is one uh, for you. Yes. And that's, and that's part of what, uh, as I had gotten involved with, with uh, talking with Gerhard, is, is that's, that's the component. It's giving back. Right. And, and we've all have had those people in our lives that have influenced us in a significant way and that have helped us get to that next level. Um, and, and, sh- and, and, you know, there's ways of getting experience. There's going through it yourself or is there s- you can learn from somebody else. And if I can come alongside of somebody and help, um, help somebody with regards to a career, or giving them guidance maybe on uh, the business on sense of it, um, I'm, I'm happy to do it. In fact, uh, this, this past year, there was, uh, they had several students that were doing uh, businesses and, and actually putting full business plans together in presentations. And I was actually in uh, part of uh, probably about three or four of those presentations and to be able to critique you know, went for everything from like a Shark Tank style thing. Yeah, but it wasn't in in it wasn't that we were looking to invest, but it was more to did you think about uh, mm-hmm. you know you're saying your market size is this, but mm-hmm. I think you're a little bit unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Or if you look at the financial side of it, you know you really didn't you don't have enough capital to to really drive what you want to do there. 
And, and so it's really kind of taking some of that real-world business uh, experience and feeding it back to the students. And then they would actually go back. Uh, they would actually critique their their um, presentation, and then right. they would actually come and do it again. Right. So it was a great experience, and it, I think it's fantastic what the school's doing. They're continuing to do that uh, uh, each year. And it gives. And, and I sit back and look at it, and I wish I were, it, when I went to school, I had this, this mm. opportunity because it would have made, a, I think, a significant difference uh, coming into the business world, having that, that firsthand experience of what, what, you know, to really drive a business, what does it really make, you know, how do you really do that? At what age did you decide to do what you're doing now, or at, was there some moment when you were eight or 10 or 12 that you met somebody and they significantly altered or put you on, maybe they put you on the path you're on now? Yeah, it was probably more uh, as I got into college. I mean, I had a, a, an affinity for numbers, loved uh, the business component of it, loved, uh, you know, always had that dream of being able to be involved uh, driving a business. And that was really, if, if you look at kind of that passion, that's where my passion started. And as I got in through school, so I actually, uh, early in my career, I actually went to school full-time and worked full-time. And, huh. uh, uh, and uh, as I in, in, in get my CPA back in Illinois, and, and uh, uh, my, my focus was really learning numbers and understanding how the metrics of a company worked. And then as I continue to progress, uh, obviously there's been pe certain people in my life that have, been, that have spoken into it from... Uh, to be able to mentor me, to be able to give me uh, sound advice, mm -hmm. and then and then uh, more recently have gotten in more of the the operations side of the business as well. So uh, we're at Blue Microphones that you had mentioned before. It's you know I'm actually the uh, uh, the CFO and COO, so I handle both the finance oh, side the COO and, as well. and I handle the operations. So and it's uh, and it's been a great uh, experience and uh, um, enjoy it uh, immensely. Being a CFO, um, is, it's, it's, why don't you explain uh, exactly what a CFO does? And let's not assume that the person knows, maybe and explain the, t the term, yeah. uh, because we have people who listen all across the, uh, the spectrum from you know, young entrepreneurs, they have an idea and they know money's involved in business, but they're not sure, uh, all the way up to you know, established public companies and, and then companies all around the world that are listening. Uh, we have, tr we're trending, Patrick. Oh yeah, this week, where are we trending, Mark? India. Of course. 49 new subscribers It was only India. It was only a matter of time. I know. But we broke I out. I love that. Uh, That's great. So, so where does a CFO fit? But, so let's start with what it is. But then the next one is, when do you bring the CFO on? Huh? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah. So CFO is obviously chief financial officer, um, and what a chief financial officer does is 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 very close partnership with the CEO of the company, and uh, obviously the the main function of the CFO is in the financial side. So it's it's dealing with a lot of the the accounting, making sure the books are uh, handled properly. It's it's uh, uh, dealing with audits. It's dealing with the capitalization. It's dealing with the banks. But it's also, on a, on a higher level, is really helping to come alongside the CEO and strategize. And so 
uh, for example, at Blue, if we are looking at uh, trying to penetrate into another market or into another product, is does that you know uh, does that make sense? Or if we're going to do an acquisition, does that make sense? Will that fit with the company? Can we support it financially? You know, will that bring dilution uh, to the earnings? And if that if that's the case, is it is it a short term or is it long term? Um, they spend a lot of time just looking and forecasting out uh, with regards to, to margin. So now that I'm part of the operations side, I spend a fair amount of time in China as well. So oh. it, it gives me the opportunity to be able to, to meet uh, with some of our uh, manufacturers in dealing with costs directly and being able to, to look at um, uh, product cost and um, and can we build a product a better product uh, and be able to take some of the costs out of it. So it's uh, it really it, 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 it there's HR issues that you deal with. Um, there are that's as, contract as operations issues. though, not at the CFO deal with HR. Yeah, a lot of times the uh, HR reports up through the CFO. When they're the same person, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. In that two-person shop. <laughs> so eight, the HR reports to the CFO. Yes, yeah. Most of my career, I've always had HR report into me. And so, because oh, it's yeah, that's that's. Uh, I'm checking the book over here, and that's the normal standard. Yeah, so thank yeah, you. Yeah, and fact checking. Yeah, fact, fact checking. And sometimes right it'll, it'll report maybe up through yeah. the CEO, but a lot of times it's the CFO. IT will typically report up through the C CFO as well. So a lot of the kind of the admin uh, back office uh, mm. stuff that will report up through the CFO. So it was a natural extension to be the COO. Uh, that's correct. And uh, it's, so it's, uh, like I said, I spend a, f a fair amount of time traveling as well. In fact, in March, I've got another uh, pretty big trip uh, uh, coming up. And, uh, I have What's a, your favorite uh, part? What do you look forward to the most on the trip to China? Uh, meeting the people. Uh, they are ah. just, they're, they're amazing. And uh, uh, I love the food over there. Um, but the culture, they eat Chinese food, I'm told. Yeah, yeah, Chinese restaurants. Sorry, I had to go. There. I had to say that. I think that's a Steve Martin bit, right? Yeah. Like, oh, is it? Yeah, like yeah. like in yeah in China, all food is Chinese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they and they they don't have any fortune cookies over there. That's, that's, I, that's I a learned US, that. That's, that's a, a San US Francisco US treat. Exactly. So, so the the people. What it? I'm going to agree with you. We had six offices in China with mm. Wayfront, and uh, it wasn't manufacturing because we were a software company, but it was dealing with them and it was interesting on a hundred different levels. But what 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 is that one trait you think that you appreciate the most? It's they're they're hard workers. Yes, and. And the other thing is, is they're really committed to family over there, and ah. it's um, it's a it, and it's interesting because in some of the cases, some of these workers actually leave their kids and 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 go to work someplace else. The grandparents raise the kids, and then they come back like right now, which is Chinese New Year, which is actually going on currently. Right, and they so they don't get to get to see the kids that often, but they are so committed to them and. It's every time I sit down uh, with with anybody, the first thing they bring out is their phone and their the pictures of their mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're just there's a very strong bond on family uh, in the Chinese culture. It's interesting though that they'll leave the family for extended periods of time. We I was in the animation business mm. and. Uh, what they would do is they would build these huge dormitories that would yes. hold a thousand people on on their on the manufacturing site. Say right, and yes. so to them, manufacturing a movie was the same as manufacturing microphones. Yeah. It's the same kind of workflow, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They they the uh, where they're working is where they live. 
Right. And they're typically working six days a week. Saturdays is a typical work day. Sundays is the, the, the off day. Yeah. Uh, unless they're, unless they're potentially they do some overtime, but that's usually the, the typical work week. Uh, they house and, and feed them right there uh, on, on site. So let's stay on this just for a second because there's a lot of controversy about China and it's a big part of the conversation now and the political conversation. I'm not interested in that. But we do, there has been a lot about American companies building and manufacturing their goods in China. We just can't do it. Uh, we won't, we can't find anybody that wants to do it at that mm -hmm. price here. So uh, help us dispel that negative thought we've got about manufacturing there. Yeah, uh, obviously, we all like cheaper products, and you know, I mean, all of us benefit from Le it, right? less expensive products. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, less expensive. Yeah, right. Because these are not cheap microphones. Yeah. These are beautiful microphones. Yeah, they're, they're quality microphones. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, and and so it's a so from that standpoint, it's there's a there's a it's in some cases it's cost prohibitive to build elsewhere, and so but as China is the so some of the last let's say five years. The wage increase in China has gone up, and they're, they're, you know, the government's really has stepped in. They're paying overtime. They're, they're giving certain benefits. So, the cost differential uh, to build is actually Shrink, is shrinking. shrinking, and uh. so you're actually finding companies to, to potentially reshore manufacturing back so here. Hold to it. Hold it. Reshore. Reshore. Oh. So yep. we play a game called Buzzword Bingo oh, okay. on the show. Okay. And so if there's a word I don't know, I'm going to guess my audience doesn't know it either. Yes. What's reshore? So it, it's meaning it's bringing product back here to the U.S. or back to North America uh, and building it here uh, versus in China. And so you're seeing uh, somewhat of a trend where companies are looking to do that. And so even we at Blue have looked at that to a degree. We haven't done it yet, but uh, we're – as, as that cost differential starts to, to narrow, then you don't then it, it, then you you really think about the benefit of you know starting to manufacture back here in the U.S. And what you're 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 gaining is you're not is a lead time of about a month because it, you've got right. the, the, the the freight you've right. got the duties that are coming in as well. So there's right. certain things that you now take into consideration right. that you don't pay as you're manufacturing here in the U.S. So I'm guessing as the CFO in partnership with the CEO, because I'd never thought of it that way, the partnership. Mm -hmm. My experience was that it was an antagonistic relationship oh. uh, between the two, and then you've, you've set me straight yeah. there. Yes. So thank you, because um, that's a different, you've reframed that relationship. Yeah. So if, if, if you if run all the numbers on this, I mean, you, you're looking at reshoring just absolutely. pure bottom line. Absolutely. And you do some what if scenarios. And what if we did this? And, you know, what if we looked at it from building in, let's say, uh, here, here, here in the U.S. versus China? And, you know, and then, you, like I said, you take all the various factors in. And, and then even some of the, like I said, some of the soft factors where, let's say, if we have, uh, we need to get product or we have a surge in demand, uh, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's difficult because you've, there's a 90-day lead time to get product to, to, to kind of ramp it uh, up and right. then ultimately get it over here. So if you can manufacture closer to your customer, it just is, you know, to market, is it, it's a, it, it makes a lot of sense. So, and so there's some of the soft factors in there as well you've got to consider. Let's go back to that partnership. I, I, I just love that. It just painted a whole different mm -hmm. thing for me because my experience with, with Wavefront was um, he was the, the CFO was the no guy. 
you know, mm -hmm. is I know we can't do that. No, we can't do that. And mm -hmm. I don't ever remember him sitting down and saying, let's figure out how to get to yes. Mm -hmm. So, and I see that in you. It's like, let's yeah. figure out how to Absolutely. get to yes. And then let's look at if there's a no, here's, there's a why attached to the no. Yeah. So the earlier question of when do you bring on a CFO? It's a, it's a great question. It's, it's from a company standpoint, um, some of the smaller ones, you, you know, there's, uh, you know, let's say a, maybe a, a seven to $15 million uh, company. I mean, your CFO, you should start to probably bring in somewhere between that 10 and maybe $15 million range. Because you really, because the CFO, you know, there's a difference between a CFO and a controller or an accounting manager. What is that? And that is, is your, your controller is more on just, you know, here's the numbers that ticks and ties. It's here's the 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 the, the balance sheet reconciles. So it's, it becomes a little bit more, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, direct with regards to just numbers. The the CFO should be adding strategy. It, it's more mm -hmm. of thinking mm -hmm. longer term. You know, what do we look like three years out? You know, with my team, I continue to, to ask them and, and challenge them saying, listen, we're gonna, we double in size in the next three years. You know, this, the system that you're looking to put in place, will, that will, will it work in three years? When and you say system, do you mean like an accounting protocol? Or it could be an accounting protocol. It could be a purchasing protocol. It could be a warehousing, uh, how we warehouse. It's how we move freight around the world. Mm. Um, it's supply chain management, supply all chain, of that. All of that has to be, so it becomes more strategy. And, and, and that's where that partnership comes in with the, the CEO, because the CEO has the vision of wanting to do things. And, and, I, and I think a good CFO comes alongside and says, okay, I see what you're trying to do. Here's, here's the risks. You know, here's, you know, because you have to have that frank conversation. Of saying, yes. Listen, if we someone does. Somebody does. And, and it, but you need to do it in the right manner. And it's having that, uh, uh, saying, listen, w here's the risk. And here's, but here are some of the upsides as well. And here's the way I think we can mitigate some of those risks. So it's not a matter of just stopping at risk, but it's now it's a matter of saying, what do we do and how do we sit there and, and mitigate it to, to be able to get to this end goal? And I'll tell you that the, the, when I sat down five and a half years ago with uh, John Meyer, our, our CEO, he, we sat at a Starbucks and had a... Uh, as one as, does. As, as one does, exactly. <laughs> on every, every corner. Uh, and uh, uh, it literally was a connection within about 30 seconds. Really? And that's a, kind of, that's a great connection. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's just continued to develop since then. So let's continue down that path for a second because w one of the things that's... As I, I'm, the, the question I'm going to get to, and then I'm, I'm going to, because I'm going to set some context, was did you learn about that partnership, the power of that partnership when you were in school? So park the question just for a second. One of the things they do at UCSB is they have a program called TMP, which is the Technology Management Program. And ostensibly, its goal is to grow and train CTOs. No one's doing that. You can go to the MBA, you can get a CM, CMO, CEO, you can, all of that. There's established school for that. But what is the role of the technical person at, in the executive suite? That's what their master's program is designed to do is your, how, how do, yes, you got your tech handled, great. Now, can you handle the boardroom? Mm -hmm. Now, as the CFO, you know, you're a big part of those board meetings. Mm -hmm. You're a big part of 
all of the, the, the uh, make sure there's gas in the tank I and mean, whatever Absolutely. metaphor you want to use, that partnership, which is, again, it's new for 20 minutes ago, uh, to me to think about in that regard, is that being taught in school that that's the role of that person, a, a part of it? I don't think so. I mean, huh. it's a, it, what's being taught in school, I think, is more of the numbers. Yes. And it's the, the ledger and it's reconciliation and, and, and uh, probably more along those lines. I think the human element of relationship. So that's an opportunity for Gerhardt. I think so. I think, and that's part of where I think he's looking at as well. I think he understands that. I mean, they're, you know, I think they're talking with regards to mentorships. And in fact, I had a, he had actually, inter, uh, he wanted me to speak with, a one of the students and uh, mm. uh, I went on campus uh, again at one of their Starbucks they got a great Starbucks on campus <laughs> on, campus. on <laughs> campus it was like the largest one in Ventura <laughs> County and um, and met with uh, one of the students and uh, spent about an hour and she wanted to talk about career and, and what that mm, looked like mm, from a financial mm. standpoint and was able to sit down and, and provide some counsel and 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 and, and, and actually go further down the road is what does a CFO do and what is that kind of role? So I think he realizes that. It's, it's that it's having that, uh, that relationship that is so critical in this role. Uh, and it's not only just with the CEO, but it's also with the rest of the organization. In the, in, in, and you'll hear me going to startups a lot because it's just exploding in the region and we've, you know, we've got the incubators and accelerators and all of that. Yeah, that's great. There's this idea of who's, who's the technical co-founder. It's like there's someone who has an idea mm -hmm. and uh, the CEO has got that vision and then it's how do we pair them up with a technical co-founder who can execute on that. And again, it's not just have the chops to be able to sit down and code up prototypes and things like that in the very, in the hackathon stage mm -hmm. of, of the business, uh, but also be a part of the strategy, which is a, a bit of a stretch for tech guys sometimes yes. to, to be that. Yet the financial future, the financial um, journey of a company starts in the very beginning because if, if, if I'm not using my own money, I'm using my, you know, my parents' money, I'm using my friends' money, yet you said the CFO doesn't come on until I'm you know, maybe 10 to $15 million in, I still gotta get to my, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'll get to my first million dollars in this new business idea. So help, help me understand who the financial partner is in that startup team, how does that work? Well, again, it depends on what kind of business. If you're getting some professional money behind, and like I say, a startup, or you know, maybe there's some some angel capital, some venture capital coming into it. Typically, you'll have a CFO involved uh, earlier uh, than let's say that 10 or 15 million dollar because it. it's and that's part of because you've got you're, they're putting more significant dollars in. If it's right. a smaller more startup, you know, from, you know, it's, you know, it's family and friends and, and typically it, it may not be a lot of capital being put in. You, you typically aren't seeing a CFO early on. Or the other thing they could do is actually bring somebody in that could do some advisory work for them to be able to sit there and say, maybe here's how you'd want to set up your, 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 uh, the, the, the capital structure of the company. Uh, you know, maybe from a debt standpoint, whatever, but you could bring somebody in just more from an advisory standpoint to still have your, your kind of your ground, maybe your accounting manager on, on staff, but then having somebody come alongside you from a, you know, from a strategy standpoint. And I've actually have done that for companies before where I've just come alongside of them and said, 
here's here's what I would see. Right. And, right. And, and so you so you're not paying somebody a full time salary. It's just it's just. But you have that resource. You've got that resource and. So again, it all, a lot, there's a lot of different scenarios out there. It depends on you know what kind of, uh, like I said, if, if it's more professional money behind it, you'll typically see CFOs earlier on, um, just because they're they're the, going to want the money wants else. to know there's adult supervision exactly, and uh, and that the, that's reporting properly, right. and then right. again, at that point in time, you're doing you know full on audits and, and you learn what FASB is exactly. So right. To tell the user those. what FASB is, uh, it's just it's basically it's. Uh, it's a governing board, and it's got uh, it's the different kind of uh, regulatory uh, uh, accounting principles that that are governed. Uh, the, the, how we actually re- record books, whether it be the P and L, the balance sheet, whatever. So it's 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 how we're governed. It's what we're audited by. So kids, when you're out there wanting to start your business, it's <laughs> it's not enough to identify the market, identify the need, make the product, do all the things. You've got to have your you know the money aspect of yeah. it needs to be very very buttoned down yes. it's the one i think it's the one part of the business that you don't want to be loose with uh, even yeah. from the from the very very beginning just be super tight yeah. in what you do in that area yeah. and i think the other thing with along with that because being tight is just also just the forecasting you know as you know part of how you get investors and how you uh, gain trust is having good forecasting models that are believable. Uh, so you don't let the sales guy do that. Uh, you, you, you talk <laughs> to the sales guy, and then you then you then you adjust accordingly. So uh, uh, I, I love that. I um, a couple of when I'm now move a little bit. Um, you said the surge in demand. So you've got this 90 day lead time. If you were to onshore. Uh, or re, excuse re-shore. me, reshore. You, you might be able to do those things quicker. I want to talk about surge in demand as it relates to podcasting. Okay. Um, and let's start talking about Blue a little bit more. Um, with Serial last year, the NPR show mm-hmm. um, uh, by Sarah Koenig, there was this massive increase in listenership. Podcasting became mainstream mm. uh, this year when Serial released the um, the story about Iraq. Uh, it was the lead story on the network news that night. I don't think a podcast has ever been breaking news. <laughs> uh, uh, we've lived on the fringes for a long time. How is that? So that's on the 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 consumer side, consuming podcasts. Talk to me about the producing co- podcasts. Have you seen a corresponding bump? Yeah, you're talking about with regards to product sales and-, and Yeah, because uh, people buy these microphones. Yes. I mean, they buy them to do a yeah. lot of things, but a, a big part of it is- It's just podcasting. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I talk to people, they go, oh, you finally got blue microphones? It's like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm late to the party. <laughs> yeah. So we've actually just, uh, so for 2015, we just closed out 2015, had a fabulous year. Great. We had a 30% growth uh, rate uh, in what? the company. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and so, and I'll, and I'll tell you, it's a lot of it's in the podcasting, uh, gamers, um, the Skyping. And so, and, and the thing is what people are realizing is it's, if you're gonna, you need to capture quality sound to, to have an output of quality sound. Yes. And right. so, you know, Blue got its start in the pro microphones. That's actually the founders were focused on pro microphones. In Westlake. In Westlake. 
and we actually still continue to build our pro microphones in Westlake. And uh, these are the, the, the microphones that will range from 1000 to $6,000 in price. And so about 10 years ago, it was decided to take some of that same technology and start moving it into our USB microphones. And I'm ha actually happy to say that we're actually the number one USB microphone uh, uh, company in the world. And, in the uh, world? In the world. And uh, we are, uh, we continue to, 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 to drive that market. We, you know, part of it, what we're doing is just our innovation, the technology we're putting in it, but it's also the iconic design that we have. As, as you look at these Yeti Pros in front of us, it's that kind of that design. Uh, we've, uh, about a year and a half ago, have stepped into the headphone uh, market. And now we've got, uh, we, we started with the, the MoFi that have, the, that have uh, amplification in the headphone and in the battery, which is, gives you phenomenal sound to our most recent Lolo that just came out, which is the, it's the unpowered uh, version of it. Uh, N? Uh, the un un unpowered, unpowered. No power, so there's no Got battery, it. no, no uh, uh, amplifier in it. But it's still a phenomenal sound. Uh, and then we're actually, we've got a couple models coming out this, uh, in the, probably in the next uh, three to six months that are really, really exciting. Um, can't tell you what they're, they're, they're they are right now. Of course you can't. But, top uh, secret. Of course you can't. Uh, we're, it's, uh, it's okay. No one's listening. Go ahead. It's not like we're recording. Yeah, that's right like, no, that's fine. no. But uh, we're, we're excited. We're, these are going to be some pretty significant uh, uh, headphones. I'm a software guy, not a hardware guy. Okay. So I'm intrigued by hardware just because I don't know anything about it. What is it, what is the technology that allows you to go from relative, I mean, affordable microphones, these are very affordable, up to $6,000, because the form factor doesn't change that much. What is it in the technology that changes? Well, a lot of it is, is going to be in the actual board. Um, that It's how the, 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 the sound is being, being handled, the actual capsule uh, as well, the type of capsule that's being used and how it's being... What, uh, is, ca what is the, the capsule? capsule. So, we're in, so in this Yeti Pro, there's actually three capsules, and that's, that's actually the transducer. It's, what's, it's actually what's what, when we speak into it, it's picking up the, the sound waves. Right. And then it's, transfer, it's right. uh, transferring it to electronically. So in this one that we're speaking into, it actually has three capsules. Uh, uh, it's a three-capsule array. And, uh, and it's picking up the sound. And so in some of the pro ones, there, there are different types of capsules. And, there's, and it's how they're manufactured. It's, it's, you know, there's ribbon-type uh, uh, mm. uh, capsules. And so this is uh, so, and then also in some of our other pro microphones are actually, we've got uh, actual tubes in them. So we're still actually tubes. building. Tubes. So, you know, so it gives you that soft, uh, warm feeling and, oh. uh, with regards to the sound. And so, so yeah, we've got uh, microphones that we're still using tubes in. Wow, I love. I, I know that I, I'm just Patrick. Saw when me you go say off. you're when you say you're a software guy, I think what you really mean is you're a hardware guy <laughs> <laughs> who made software yeah. for a living, but <laughs> is kind of maybe thinking that it's really cool to have tubes and things. So, well, we did a uh, at Wavefront in the very early days in our first year. There was no way to display a high resolution image on a screen. Mm -hmm. it did not exist in 1984. Mm. Um, but there were vector displays that were at 4K, the military displays. Oh, okay. And uh, there also wasn't a computer that was fast enough to throw those graphics up. Wait, is this the part where you talk about breaking into a government inst installation and stealing? I equipment? promised I was never going to. Yeah, talk I was just going to say we that. might want to. We'll edit that out. This was when the IBM AT had just come out, and we had a hardware guy, oh. and he did a board for us that fit into the IBM AT that we could. Uh, attach the 4K display to and do real-time graphics. Mm -hmm. We showed it at SIGGRAPH and people said, 
that's impossible. And I said, <laughs> well, no, it's right there. Uh, and we did it. And we're, I mean, it's just, okay. And to me, I'd never done anything like that before. And I thought, this is great. Until I found out, well, I wanted to do this, 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 and this. And he goes, oh, well, that'll take me another four months. Hmm. Wow. Whereas with the software, I could say to Bill, I want to do this. And an hour later, he'd recompile and I could, and I said, okay, we're not in the hardware business. Yeah. Let's let someone else <laughs> it, it do is that, different. right? Because yeah. it takes such a it, long it, time it is different. to make changes. Yes. Um, I want to go back to the other part about the microphones. What are some other areas where you're seeing growth that we wouldn't that wouldn't be obvious to us? With regards to microphones, yeah, or, yeah. I mean, so like I said, the gaming has been—we've been embraced by the gaming community in a significant way, and so uh, a lot of times you'll see gamers with headsets and you know with the, the mic coming out of that. But right, but there's others that are you now actually starting to use full-on mics and speakers. Do you guys do you guys have that? Do you have the the headset microphone? Uh, not at this time. Right, because so. well, that's what I'm leading to is like because it seems like there's there's a definite kind of. When I see videos or work of, of people wearing that headset, the, the, the quality for me, being somebody who has a little bit of audio in my life, uh, it's just obnoxious and annoying yeah. because, because a lot of times it's a very cheap headset the, and it's not a great interface. And so it really does seem like they're looking to tune up their interface. Absolutely. Because, yeah. again, it's, 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 uh, these, these, the gamers take this stuff very seriously. You bet. And they want quality. And in, in fact, this this Yeti Pro, a lot of them will be using this Yeti Pro uh, gaming, you know, or the, or the actual Yeti or the Snowball is, yeah. is another another big uh, 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 microphone that's being used by gamers as when, well. When I, you type into search online, just USB microphone, you have to go through I think about seventy five of your products before we find anybody else. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's your SEO guys are doing their job. Right? <laughs> exactly. I think I think the customers are doing the job yeah, by, by yeah. reporting back that, and and that's the thing. You read the reviews and you're like, yep, yeah, bulletproof. Big giant bulletproof. Well, mic. I remember when I told you, I said, "What do you think about putting these microphones in here?" And you, were, uh, he couldn't say yes fast enough. <laughs> so I, I might have took a pause. I might have <laughs> breathed a moment <laughs> to in, in recognition of my current uh, rig. But yeah, uh, no, this this was, this was a great boon for us. Leap so before. With, so with, uh, Love it. back to quality because yes. I know that was a big concern when we were starting the show. Patrick was explaining to me how important audio quality was yeah, to the, the to the brand right yes. mm -hmm. the quality is is the the production quality the mm -hmm. quality of guests the the hope the content that we're creating all all of it all adds up absolutely so with gamers the quality has been on this interaction and removing latency i, I yes. that i do know about yes. gaming from yes. wavefront um so the the latency and then the realism mm -hmm. i mean that's oh, yeah. just crazy off the hook yeah. So the, the visual part is dialed, the compute part is dialed, and what you're saying is now the audio part the is dialed. The audio sound is going to start to get, is getting dialed in with our microphones. I would imagine if you're on a, playing a video game with other people collaborating for, you know, like a six-hour session, which is not, not even probably a long session, that's a long time to be, you know, with an amplified voice back and forth. Right. Yeah. You know, it would kind of get, if you thought about, like, listening to a, you know, a, cr a crackly noise mm. for six hours, that would, you know, might affect your game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you want that buttery feel right in your ears, <laughs> yeah. right? But again, it's, it's uh, these gamers. I mean, let's 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 face it; they're they're, they're focused on quality, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's, yes. and it's, and it's having it's having yeah. the having the right screen, it's having yeah. the right right yeah. uh, the graphics right card, it's seventy dollar mouse, it's seventy dollar yeah. exactly the right keyboard. I, that's yeah, the keyboard. I talked to a guy the other day about his keyboard, about how right? it was a very oh, it's very it's critical, very big deal. Yeah. It was a very I was like, well, what do you what kind of keyboard? You know, like do you get that? And he's just like, do you, I was like, do you get that on Amazon? And then he kind of went into explaining to me, no, 
know how it was custom built in Japan by a master keyboard builder. I mean, and I, you know, quietly went, oh, yes. Who sits next to the sword master. I was going to say it's like a Hanzo, a Hanzo <laughs> keyboard. Yeah, super, super deluxe. Oh, I, 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 lo I love how everything has gotten to we're, we're appreciating the craft mm. of how something's built. Yes. Right. That that becomes as if not more important than than price. Yes. Right. That that something that. So that's what I loved that you're in Westlake, mm. right? Here's the, a world, a, a yet another example of how a company in the 805 has a worldwide footprint and no one in the 805 knows you're here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, they say, you're, you're actually building these pro mics here in Westlake? I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, we've got a team that does it. And so uh, it's, uh, um, and we're growing. I mean, the other thing is we're, we're adding jobs. I mean, we've probably have grown our staff over the last two to three years, probably 50 to 75 percent. And so... Um, You're hiring locally? Oh, yes. We have. We, absolutely. We've, uh, we've expanded our engineering team significantly uh, with a really focus on bringing out uh, um, uh, product quicker uh, and more product over the next probably two to two to three five to five years. So, so let's look to the... Uh, Patrick reminds me that, you know, it's, it's as much about what you've done as about where you're going and, and the, the future. What, where's, what needs, what is yet to be innovated in this space? Where's the holy grail for you guys? Mm. That's a great question. Um, it's, it, again, I think it's a being able to, uh, uh, you know, it, I think it's, it's in the, just the sound of being able to capture uh, it could be a DSP uh, where it's where you're, you know, there's some noise canceling in there. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I think it's it's. I mean, microphones have been around for for ages, right? So part of it is just continuing. Is that Marconi? Marconi, yes. Who was it that invented the microphone? Uh, we got our fact checkers. Yeah. You want to get on? I don't yeah, know. Please. I'll send that down. I'll send right. that down to them. Yeah, that so I don't know. We outsource all our fact checking. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> to the Google. Um, so what but is it? It's so it's DSP, which is yeah, digital yeah, signal processing. Exactly, and so it's 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 part of that, and we've got some of that in some of our current technology right now. But it's continuing to do that. I think it's it's the other thing is just being able to to continue to produce uh, quality sound at uh, at a at a lower cost, and it's really trying to drive that out because the, as you bring costs down, you penetrate more of that market, and so. Uh, so we're doing that not only on the the, the 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 microphone side, but we're also doing it on the headphone side as well. I'm I'm curious. I would have to take a picture of this and put it in the the show notes. Um, so I'm sitting in front of a very traditional. I love the retro feel of this. Mm -hmm. Yet if I am a gamer or I am on Skype or whatever, it feels a little obtrusive sitting right. How how do I get around that? Is this where a boom yeah. comes in and I put that and then Again, with Skype, because 6 o'clock this morning, I was on the phone with Brazil, so I'm working <laughs> on a project. And I love being able to see and talk to him. Mm -hmm. And the visual of seeing him is a huge part of that teamwork that we have. So how... How have people kind of sorted that out to have a really good microphone so, and not obscure the shot? So interesting. That's a great question. In fact, we were just talking about this uh, the other day. Were you? Uh, at uh, Blue. And, Do you need a beta? Uh, 
But again, you'll see a lot. They'll use a boom, and so they'll just kind of pull it in from the side. But it's interesting. A lot of the gamers want it. So if they've got a, they're, uh, they're shooting. They've got a video on themselves. Exactly. They actually want it in the shot. It's a badge of honor to have this what? microphone in front of them. No kidding. Because you're taking it seriously. Because yeah. you're taking it seriously. So it's they love to have uh. it. And so it's to them. It's not in the in the necessarily in the way. And the other thing is, these are such a sensitive mic. You can actually pull this thing out pretty far out, and still pick we've up. We've no, we've noticed that. So just a product placement idea, you might want to put the logo on the other side, <laughs> the other side of yeah. the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put on both sides. Right, so, and, and in, in white, so it shows up, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, or light it up. I'm Mark, sorry. Mark, that's, yeah. so last, that's so last century yeah. branding. Yeah. It's all about the shape of the it's, microphone. Yeah, that's yeah. enough for the brand. See, well, people I'm, know it by the shape, yeah. exactly. They just, it's it, a Yeti. It, it, well, I'm, I'm thinking in the movies how they've gotten so good at um, like, for instance, the guy opens his coat and there's just a quick glint. You see oh, yeah. a brief flash yeah. of the label inside the coat. And it's, you know, it's it's all around us. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. uh, I want to talk about just stand branding for just a second. I love the name. Mm. I, uh, why is it called a Yeti? And then why do you have a snowball? I mean, I'm sensing a theme. Yeah. So. One of the things that's been a uh, heritage of blue is instead of naming it some kind of a, you know, uh, you know uh, XY 1020 type microphone, yes. which has no personality, it's really putting a name to it. And so, uh, you know, the, the original uh, founders of, of uh, blue microphones, uh, actually the, the snowball uh, is, is round, looks like a snowball. Mm. It actually it got its design from a softball because one of the founders was they were actually big softball players. And so they actually looked at them and said, well, what could we make a mic that looks like this? Mm. And so they did, and, and they made it white. And so from that came the, the, the term snowball. And uh, um, and we've continued to, to obviously sell a, a tremendous amount of them, and, and it's a great microphone. Uh, Yeti, uh, again, it's the Yeti kind of the, the snow the snow monster. It's a, you, you look at the packaging; it's got the, the kind of the Yeti on there, and, and and part of this is just having fun, right? It's it's okay, that's where it, I was going. It's, it's about really, having fun with it's it. It's about having fun, and if you look at the graphics and what we're we're doing, and you actually look at some of our brochures inside, it's it's about uh, it's 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 the you know we we are very serious about what we do. We want to make sure it's a it's a great product, it's a quality product, but let's also have fun with it let's enjoy it and so and people can relate to a name you know, they, you know absolutely and so absolutely. It's like, so as they talk about the yeti people know instantly what that is or a snowball or, or you know a, a blueberry or a, a baby bottle or you know we've got uh, you know the uh, the cactus and you know, so we, we name all the different mics that uh, must be fun to be in those <laughs> meetings <laughs> i love so I, we spend a lot of time on it I, the, i'm in a process right now where we're the, the name exists and now we're working up the backstory and all of this kind of stuff on this name and it's it's really quite fun bart thank you so much i mean our time has evaporated wow, this, just, was, this went really quick no it was just like that no we use these special microphones that make <laughs> the world speed up full yes, uh, time yeah a, a better place so we've compressed uh, that uh, it was actually a four-hour conversation <laughs> uh, <laughs> that we've uh, unpacked and, and yeah. put it down uh, thank you so much um so you're the CFO at Blue Microphones. How do we find you? If someone wants to buy one of these microphones and learn more about it, how do they find you? 
Um, you can go to our uh, website. It's blue mic, uh, B-L-U-E-M-I-C dot com. Um, Just type in microphone into any computer. <laughs> <laughs> type in microphone and uh, it'll, it'll, you'll get to us. Go, hey, Siri, I need a microphone. <laughs> and it'll show up. There we go. Thank you so much. Oh, Appreciate thank you. Thank it. Thank you for and, having me. Uh, uh, and, and these microphones are, again, we, we do talk about them quite a bit. I want to also thank um, uh, our sponsors. But before I get to that, one of the things we do um, at the end of the show is we have had this great four-hour conversation. <laughs> We've talked about a lot of different things. So you get dibs if you've listened to the show, so you know this part. You get dibs on naming the show, knowing that the the name of the product is so important. Our product is 45 minutes of information and inspiration. Oh. What do we call it? Oh, that's a, that's a great, uh, great question. Um, it's the, uh, maybe it's the, 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 the 101 corridor chat room. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, in my head, my first thought was um, how to get a blue microphone for free. <laughs> <laughs> Tons of downloads. <laughs> Tons of downloads. <laughs> but maybe we just put at the end. Yeah, everybody uh, will see that. Uh, so let's go, uh, give me another one. Oh, I've got it. Uh, um, oh, crud, I, I, didn't, I didn't come prepared for this one. So No one ever out. is. Yeah. No, 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 they aren't. Um, You know, kind of where the location is. It's the uh, it's the retro talk. I don't know the um, um, and and the thing is is oh by the way when they when they have these naming uh, discussions oh yeah, yeah. I'm never invited <laughs> so I just I'm just I just, I just so you, there's so a disclaimer right now you, I you get a I, pass you're gonna I, play your CFO <laughs> part exactly they're like uh, let's leave him on the other building I, yeah, I love yeah. that well listen CFOs we, don't name things no, no, no. That's a, oh that's, that's the title <laughs> there you go see there you go yeah yeah thank you that that's actually it because um, the, you have a role in the boardroom which I I love and one of them is not that it's not naming um, but that, but you do recognize how important it is, oh, and very, being very a part so. of it, it's just like a. It's you know, it's funny. It's like it's kind of like a logo. You know, when you've got a team, if even an internal team, if you create a logo for the team, mm -hmm. it has a galvanizing mm -hmm. effect on that team. There's a sense of identity yes. around it, Absolutely. which is really uh, phenomenally powerful. Yes. Thank you again. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you, Mark. I also want to thank Congrats. California Lutheran Thanks, Universities. School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services, our podcasting partner, Pull String Press for this great studio, and Cielo 24, who provides the searchable captions for our show. 805 Connect Project is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. We thank them as well. More information on our partners and how to become a partner at 805connect.com. Now, Patrick, uh, other than um, embedding some SEO that says how to get a free microphone, how right. else could someone help us with this episode? Never mind that, Mark. Edison stole the microphone from Hughes, patented it, and then later it was improved. The first microphone was uh, uh, the, that we that we would recognize today. That wasn't a ribbon microphone, but a condenser microphone, was created by Captain H. J. Round for the BBC, and that microphone was called the Marconi Skikes. So Marconi was close. Yeah. So thank you for that, our expert fact checker. That's great. And 
I'd love to hear from you personally. If you have some ideas for the show, people we should talk to, I get email all the time. Thank you for that. In fact, we're now booking our next spot is four months from now. <laughs> so it's just insane. It's very, it's busy and wonderful. And I love it. Thank you everybody for that. So until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations. Conversations.